0: Welcome to Go Into All the World. Our host is Gary Griffenhagen with Manny Rodriguez as co-host. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. We pray this program is a blessing and encouragement to you today.
1: We're starting with a testimony today, Gary.
0: Yeah, we are. Man. All right. You know, I had one last Christmas and I wanted to add to it today. Okay. It was about a young sister in Christ and uh, I'd kind of forgotten about her, but God didn't. <laughs> so, so you were in California last Christmas and this Christmas too, right? Yes, yeah, so on okay. both Christmases, right? Um, I have a sister that lives out there, and man, she really likes when we get together. Um, well, she likes to see my brother and I, and help help me to meet some of our. Her, <clears throat> her, her, she has a couple kids, and they have, you know, so to speak, grandkids, or she just kind of likes that we're all together and things like that. So I usually drive down there. I start off in my home in Utah, and then I go through Victorville on my way down because that's where I lived for 22 years. And then I pastored a church there for about six years. So it's kind of fun and stopped there. Wow. Well, let's go back to last year, Manny. Um, last year, I was meeting with the pastor of the Victorville Church. It was just like a couple days after Christmas or something. Um, I left the restaurant after meeting with him and uh, kind of headed toward the gas station down the street. As I pulled onto the street, there was like an accident in front of me. It was a minor accident, but it was, I had to just kind of stop and couldn't go any further a bit. Well, as I'm sitting there waiting, I just felt the Holy Spirit prompt me, Manny, to go to a different station. Okay. And inside of me, it was like, I had like a picture, if you want to call it that. There's a station on this street just to the right side of the freeway. There's one on the left, but I felt go to the one on the right side. And it's kind of a small station. It wasn't, it's kind of, I would call it nondescript or nothing spe- special. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt that's where I should go. So I went to the station. I paid outside, um, you know, like credit card or whatever, yeah. filled my tank. And since I felt the Lord wanted me to go to the station, I thought, well, I should go inside, and maybe I'll just witness to the clerk. I mean, I'm not quite sure while I'm there. I just right. like to go in there. You know, and there was really no other reason. Well, I walked in, and there was a clerk there, a young lady, maybe in her late teens or early 20s, okay? And wow, I was kind of excited because I asked her about Jesus. She right. said, I'm a believer. And I thought this oh, is cool. Yeah, it well, was sweet. You're right. You know, you kinda of get excited when you meet another believer and and that's I witness to a lot of people. And when yeah. I, Somebody says I'm a believer. I'm like, Yeah, I'm excited and happy. Yeah. And you want to witness to a non believer too, but it's good right. when you come across somebody. Right. Yeah, that kind of joy in the Lord kind of gets a hold of you. So <laughs> I'm looking at her and I thought, That's kinda of cool. And I thought, Well, I'll ask her where she goes to church. To me, it's kind of a, a typical question. Right. And I said, um, well, do you have a church home? And Manny, that was, quote, the magic question, or maybe Mm. the wrong question. Yeah. Because basically (laughs) she started tearing up. Wow. Um, And I don't remember exactly the problem, but she said, I have a problem with my church. And Mm. again, the specifics, I don't remember, but pretty much like she felt very out of place there. She felt she couldn't go there, or she was very hurt going there, and she knew no other church, and she was kind of like lost. And so, again, I went from this kind of happy stuff to suddenly she's tearing up and probably crying, per se, or just just hurting. Right. And you know, her pain kind of touched me, and I wasn't sure what to do, but I, usually for me, if somebody's that hurt, and again, you sense it in your heart, right. and then I'm going to pray for her, and I asked her, could I pray for you? And she said, okay. And there was nobody there, so I prayed for a little bit. And then I, I kind of looked around, and some people started to come in, and I thought to myself, I'd love to stay here and minister to her more. But there was a big storm on my way home. You know, I'm about six, 700 miles away from home. And also had a kind of an important meeting the following day. Mm. So I thought, well, I really can't stay and minister anymore. I, I gave her my phone number and my email and said, listen, if, if you have any needs, uh, please let me know. And, you know, you're not quite sure how that's going to work out. Um, right. When I got home, I put it on my prayer list. Um, I actually Prayed for her for a few months, which was good. But then I called some friends in the area and see if they'd go by. Well, one of them did go by the store, but she just happened to be, didn't happen to be there. And mm. when I called, I really didn't get any information. I'm sure it's kind of a little bit awkward, you know, right. calling that kind of situation. Well, that was last year. Well, this year at Christmas, I was scheduled to go home on a Wednesday. And again, I usually drive, so I have this car and I can get around and go stop in Victorville. Well, Wednesday, Manny, I spent some time with my brother, mm-hmm. Um we kind of ran around, had some food, looked at this, looked at that, and I kind of wanted to buy him. I had stayed in his town home for a couple of days, and I wanted to buy him some bathroom rugs. Okay. Well, we found some. We were down in a store, and I thought, well, I'll go pay for it. You know, that's, that was my gift and stuff. And I had some cash on me, $40, $50, I don't know, something like that. And as I went to pay with cash inside of me, something said, do not pay with cash. Okay. And I thought, well, that's that's maybe not super unusual, but it was like that's kind of uh, kind of odd. Well, again, I, I went to reach for my wallet, and I thought I'll grab some cash. But inside, the feeling persisted, and to me, man, it was the Lord saying, mm-hmm. "Don't pay with cash." Okay. Well, so I got my debit card, da 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 Paid for the items. and went home. And so on the way home, my brother goes, hey, you got just enough gas to get to Vegas. you got plenty of gas to get to Vegas. (laughs) And I was going to go to Vegas, and then I was going to go on to St. George, where I'd spend the night, get there about 1 o'clock in the morning or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I thought that was good. I could get some gas in Vegas. Well, I don't know if, if you know the area, but when you go from California to Vegas, okay, you have to go through the Cajon Pass, all right, and this can be a very brutal drive. A couple of freeways kind of come together. Mm. There's a lot of people want to go. A lot of people want to go to the high desert. Da-da-da-da-da. And this drive of 30, 35 miles, it took me 90 minutes. And oh, wow. It was like slow, <laughs> slow, slow, no go, slow, oh, go, no. So anyways, it was kind of rough. Um, and as, I, as I'm as i getting up there a little bit towards Victorville, which is at kind of the top of the pass of the high desert, I realized because I'd idled so much, you know, while you're kinda of going so slow that right. my gas tank had gone down. And I probably don't have enough gas to get to Vegas. So I used to work for the city of Barstow and in my mind I thought, well I know some stations right on the right on the edge of the freeway, mm-hmm. easy on, easy off. So I'll go to those stations. Um so I'm still driving, I'm getting a little bit close to the high desert, and part of me's like, Okay, I think I'll just stop in Barstow. Well then something inside of me, like almost like a voice said, You need to get gas sooner. Mm. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, right. maybe maybe I, I'm going up to Hesperian, Victorville, and Apple Valley, these three towns on the Victor Valley, kind of the top of the pass. There's, there's plenty of stuff there, so maybe that's what I should do. But, again, it wasn't fully clear, okay? Mm-hmm. So I just kept driving a little bit, and I, th- I think I prayed some, but all of a sudden, Manny, the lights came on. I realized this is what the Lord was showing me. Okay. Go to the station where the girl is, or you saw her last year. Go to that station. You pay outside, pay a credit card. You pay inside with cash, you get a discount. So that's why I didn't, shouldn't spend the okay. money because okay. I had enough just cash to get to St. George and Vegas or enough to get, to get gas to do that. And praise God. It, it was just like very, very clear inside of me. God didn't forget this girl. I did. God said, go Ooh. and see her or go and try and see her. And that's why... Keep your cash because you're going to be able to use the station. Well, I get to the station, which was fine, you know, and I walk in. I'm going to pay with cash. So I have to go in first before I get gas, and the girl's not there. Hmm. So I thought, well, praise God in that sense, but I'm going to tell the clerk why I'm here. There's a girl in front of me that kind of looked like the clerk from last year. The girl from last year was kind of, <laughs> you know, interesting. So anyways, I, I told this guy, I said, like, I'm a pastor from Utah. I'm here. I, last year, I ran into this girl. Her name is this Actually, I'll give her a name, her name was Marina, and I don't know if she still works here, but she had kind of a couple of things going on last year. And the guy got very, very nice and very excited. He goes, You know what? She still works here and she's doing good. Oh wow. And I was like, Praise God, yeah. It was kind <laughs> of a good thing. And I thought, how wonderful, you know, that God would send me to this place because he remembered the girl and I'd forgotten about her. I mean, I right. prayed for her for a couple months, but to be honest with you, I kind of yeah. kind of forgot about it and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, then further, I'm talking to this guy a little bit, and turns out he's a believer, and he goes to a church in Apple Valley. And I ask him what church, and he goes, this church. And they go, oh, I know that church. And the guy <laughs> that used to pastor was a good friend of mine. And he goes, yeah, the pastor's da-da-da-da-da. You know, right. He passed away a few years ago, but I love the church. Oh, wow. And, Manny, it was so exciting because I knew the guy very well, the guy that pastored. I was excited from this guy. Here we are fellowshipping you know, and having a good time in the Lord. And we both kind of rejoiced about the whole matter. Right. And it was really, to me, I was very excited and very blessed. And so as I drove to Barstow about 35 miles away, I was real excited in the trip, but took like no time at all. I called a couple people and said, look what God did. So it was a great testimony in my mind, and I was very excited.
1: You know, that, that's so exciting, Gary, that you say that, because um, I recall like when, whenever I haven't seen a friend for a long time, you know, and I go to Texas, right, and right. I visit them, and then they, they're like so excited, hey, man, you know, and uh-huh. and then I see somebody else I hadn't seen even for even longer, right, and it's so <laughs> uh, exciting and a blessing to see that they're still serving the Lord, right, still see, have that's that a excitement, right. they still have that that and, and a
0: good 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 little fellowship, even though it could be like you said, just right. a few minutes that you were there at the store, right. Well, you're right. I, I'm like you. You get excited when you connect with a believer. That's kind of the, you know, the year before, where I, she told me she was a Christian. I was excited. And, of course, this year. And then the guy tells me he goes to this church. We both know the pastor, da 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 da, da. So, so it was very exciting. And, you know, Manny, there's actually a little bit more to the story. Okay. Um, you know, I would say it did not end that day. Um, before I had taken my brother home that Wednesday, the day before, I had taken my sister to the airport early in the morning and tried to come home and sleep a little bit. Well, I'm not a great sleeper, but I, I really couldn't sleep. And I thought to myself, she has two friends. She had mentioned she had two friends that are going to breakfast at a place kind of close by. So I texted her to call one of them, and they said, yeah, come on over if you want. Actually, they picked me up and, and took me in their car. They both kind of live in the same area. Or okay. One there. So anyways, it was good. We had a nice time. They asked me about the radio show. or They really didn't know about the radio show a little bit. Then yeah. I talked to them in detail a little bit about my life, and I really hadn't talked to them like, you know, about college or things like that so so it was kind of we kind of found out about each other it was good um and the, here's what kind of happened is as I'm talking to one she's a believer in stuff and I know that and I know the other girl's kind of I would say has some bad habits or bad choices at the moment mm. and it turned out she's backslidden as far as I could tell because I found out they're brother is a pastor. Oh. All of her families goes to church. Oh. And I think it's back in Missouri or somewhere, some some different state. Okay. And I assume that she's been exposed to the Lord or knew the Lord or right. was walking with him at some point. So when I got home, um, this is, you know, I'd gone to breakfast before I left California. So now the story, the testimony mm-hmm. was after. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to share that story with those two girls. And, man, it was really, really exciting. The Christian friend of my sister got excited. In fact, she told me somebody in her church got healed. It was really kind of a neat story that wow. she shared back with me. Wow. Somebody had been praying, and all of a sudden something just happened to her. And then I thought, you know, I shared with the other girl. And I thought, you know, she made a very nice comment to me. This was the second girl that said, and she said something like, it's a nice way that you shared Jesus, what you did with the girl at the uh, <clears throat> the gas station. hmm And I kind of made another comment back about her brother and stuff, and she hasn't responded. But to me, Manny, that was kind of a lead-in that allowed me to share with her, encourage her in the Lord. And so if she's really not walking with God or she's backslidden, that was a chance for me to talk with her a little bit. Uh,
1: That's so good, Gary. It's so wonderful to know and to see the faithfulness of God and to see how wonderful that the Lord is and how he puts this
0: on us. You know what I mean? Right. That we're able to share— The love of Jesus, Amen. It it really is, and you know, I encourage everybody listening. He does lead us, like Manny says, and we can also hear his voice. Okay, something inside of me distinctly said, "Don't pay with cash." Mm -hmm. So I had enough cash when I got to the station to pay Mm -hmm. for enough gas to get to Las Vegas and St. George, and of course, I got a discount. Um, but anyways, that was the Lord leading. And the Bible says that his sheep hear his voice. Mm-hmm. And I know that many of you listening today, you hear his voice. You're kind of familiar with that. You learn it. He prompts you. He Maybe he pushes you a little bit or brings an idea to mind. or gives you like a little vision or a picture and stuff. Um, some of you, maybe you haven't ever had the Lord lead you. Maybe you're not sure about that or maybe you have teaching in your church that he called won't do that or doesn't mm. do that if you want to call it that. Well, I just want to encourage you if you read the scriptures about hearing his voice, you so to speak will get more faith if you would, more understanding, more insight that is possible. And again, John 104 is just one scripture, but it says, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice mm. okay? And this was one story today about not getting gas and about going to that station a year ago. But I know a lot of stories that Manny has shared and that I've shared. A lot of them include hearing his voice and acting on it, okay? Mm-hmm. God, in this case, knew about the young clerk. He remembered her from last year. Wow. And I didn't, okay? But he wanted me to go by the station to encourage her. And it turned out she wasn't there, but I told the guy and he said he would definitely encourage her and tell her that, hey, God didn't forget you. God sent this guy from Utah by on his way home again. And so to me, that's very exciting that things were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Even me sharing with my Sister's two friends was probably inspired by the Holy Spirit. I right. didn't like, well, go home and think, well, gee, I could talk with them and I send them an email and stuff. I actually didn't have the email right. of either one of them, but I got them. But again, that was something that was inspired. And the Bible says that all good things come from God.
1: Amen. You know, it reminds me in Psalms one thirty two. It says how uh, God remembered David. Amen. You know, and here, like you said, God remembered this girl, and hearing his voice can be critical. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our counselor. Right, he is our counselor. And he leads mm-hmm. us, he guides, he guides us. us, he helps us to understand <laughs> whatever we don't understand. There, right. there are many instances, of course, in the Bible where the Holy Spirit spoke or led someone or even a group. See, the Bible tells us that we are uh, we are
0: one body, and God is the same yesterday, today. And forever. Well, you know, Manny, that's very important. I just, was actually, it was kind of, if you going to say, meditating on that. If we're one body, what he did for some part of the body, okay, mm-hmm. we see it in the scripture, we see it in this, the testament, the Old Testament, New Testament, he's going to do the same, okay, for other people. So if he led people by his voice or led them to do good things, he's going to do the same. And the Bible also said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we know he doesn't change. Um, if you ever if you wanna say, if you've had some teaching or a feeling that you cannot hear his voice, that that position is not biblical and it's incorrect, okay? Um, and I've heard, besides the ones I mentioned that Manny and I've shared with you, many dozens and dozens of testimonies, where God spoke to somebody, led somebody, or <coughs> sentenced his leading, and good things happened to them, or they averted a bad place because they were listening to him. So, so okay. we're- Yes, and
1: no, I mean, we're going to continue to talk about this leading and how God provides, how he sees for and cares
0: for all of our needs according to his riches. According to his riches, right. Well, in short, Manny, I was planning to have someone give his testimony today, but the person could not. So I heard some really good teaching on money, and I thought, you know what? We should kind of consider our our mini-series here on, on money and expand it. We've talked for about four weeks We've shared some scriptures and teaching that shows believers can and should have success in their lives. Mm -hmm. And success to me is material gain and having more than enough. Um, We know that, so to speak, having more than enough doesn't mean mansions, Mercedes, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it and stuff like that. But the Bible says we have sufficiency for every good work. Mm -hmm. Let's look at a couple scriptures. I know we shared them before, but I want to refresh them. 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 5, it talks about the liberality of the churches of Macedonia. And even though it says they were in deep poverty, they abounded in giving. Mm -hmm. And one commentary means or says that they excelled in giving. Mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, another scripture says, God is able to make all grace abound to you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Mm-hmm. Now, is that talking about being poor, not having sufficiency, not having an abundance? No, it's the it's the exact opposite. So we see these scriptures are talking about giving, mm-hmm. having sufficiency in all things, and having an abundance. Okay, right. To me, these all point to success. Okay, that believers need to be successful, and believers need to excel in giving themselves. They need to have sufficiency for all things, for the things that they need, or if you want to call it that, their mm-hmm. daily needs. And they need to have an abundance for every good work. Right. That's Scripture. It's not Manny or Gary or some group making these things up. So to me, there's no other way to interpret these Scriptures, okay? And no one can spin them honestly and say that believers, kind of like the old Baptist term for pastors and so um. Pastor, you stay humble and we'll keep you poor. The congregation (laughs) will keep you poor because we think that's better for believers, okay? Mm -hmm. Again, I don't see that many believers are not to be poor. And to me, if they're not having success, they should ask someone to pray for them or pray themselves or study some scriptures and say, why am I not having, what do I need to have a turnaround? What do I need to have a breakthrough? And I want to have some experience understanding, why am I not experiencing success? Wow. And so everyone in the body of Christ, every born-again believer
1: is God's child, is God's son, God's daughter. Right. He does not want uh, you to do without. He doesn't. Now, do you want your children to be without? Good question, man. Do you want your children to lack or have to beg or to struggle or to, you know, to scramble for needs uh, for their life, you know, their
0: necessities, you know, of course right. not. Right. <laughs> well, you know, man what you're saying to me is backed up by Scripture. Let's go to Matthew 7. Let's look at verses 7 through 11. And I'll read okay. them quickly. It says, "'Ask and will be given you, seek and you will find, knock and will be opened to you. Or everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. For well, what is there man among you if his son asks for bread, will you give him a stone? Hmm. Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, how much more will your heavenly father or your father who's in heaven give good things to those that ask him? It says right there that will give good things, okay? God wants to give good things. And to me, this... If you look at this scripture in context, these four verses, okay, it says, if you ask, it will be given to you. If you seek, you will find. If mm-hmm. you knock, the door will... Those are positive statements. If you ask, you will receive. If you seek, you will find. And again, we're not trying to so speak, how should I say, uh, condemn people. Right. We want them to stop and think. If this scripture says God gives good gifts... And if you ask, you'll get receive. And if you seek, you will find. Okay, then we should start asking. We mm-hmm. should start seeking. We should start knocking. That's how I interpret this, and I think that any Bible teacher or pastor would interpret the same way. And again, if we give good things, and this mm-hmm. scripture says God gives good things. Think about it. If you're not having good things, whether it's success or this or that, or you got an older car or you got problems in your home or whatever, right. let's start asking, okay? I don't think as many said you would you want your kids poor, would you want mm. your kids to scramble? Would you want your kids to like, oh gosh, beg and things like that? Mm-mm. No. And guess what? These scriptures to me indicate God doesn't want that for his children either, okay? Right. to me, it's actually telling you he wants you to have success, and I think he's actually telling us, I'll give you good gifts. That's the opposite to me of lack, okay? And if we're not getting it, let's get some wisdom about that matter. Exactly. You know, and to all listening, these truths are very important. And we
1: have to learn them, meditate on them. We, we got to reject what is contrary to the word. Amen. Both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So we read the truths and apply them to our lives every day. Amen. Jo- Joshua eight. Okay, real quick. The, the The book of the law shall not depart from my mouth. So in other words, your mouth will say it, right? Right. So you shall meditate on it day and night, think about it, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. So it says that written the word of God, and then
0: you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. I like that. (laughs) It is a great verse, (laughs) isn't it, Manny? And again, it kind of comes back. To the point we've been kind of saying, we see these things in Scripture that God is going to give good gifts. He wants your way to be prosperous. What did you just read? That you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then, then, then then, you will make your way prosperous, okay? so Then it's like almost an and. Like and it will be, then it will be, you know. It's like and it will be given to you, right? (laughs) And, And so for people listening to us, please hear Manny in my heart, okay? You think about this, this is an Old Testament scripture. Joshua, we kind of know the story, you know, he and Caleb went into the land, they were like, you know, kind of exalted if you want to call that, because they believed what the others didn't. And if you think about this, this is telling Old Testament believers, this is how to make your way prosperous and to have good success. Now, How much sense does it make for God to tell Old Testament believers, this is what you do to make your way prosperous and have good success, and then expect New Testament believers not to have success mm. and not to be prosperous and to be poor and to be kept humble or da 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 da? That right. makes zero sense. Zero. He's not going to say something in the Old Testament, I'm going to bless my people again. There's only one body, mm-hmm. but all these New Testament people, I want them to be poor. I want them this way to keep them humble and all kind of malarkey. And I, I'm sorry, that's just not God. It doesn't make any sense. Listen, thanks so much for listening to us today. Manny and I appreciate you. We love you. And we hope these words have blessed you. We hope you can meditate on these things. Please come and join us next week as we go into all the world.